Hey everyone, this is episode 20 of the Better Fuji Photos podcast. I'm John Peltier, and we are going to answer a reader question in today's episode, a question that is pretty important. And if you do any kind of travel or street photography, I'm sure it's been on your mind at one point or another. And that's about photographing people in public. When is it legal? When is it not legal? And is it ethical? We're going to answer those questions here. And I do just want to remind all of you that if you ever have any kind of photography or Fujifilm related question that you'd like to have answered on an episode here, you'll find the email address where you can send those in in the show notes. You can remain anonymous for that question or you know, share your portfolio if you want to, if there's something that we can learn from it. And I do want to thank Jenny for being bold enough and open to share her photo here so that we can all learn from it. This photo that we're going to be talking about represents quite the dilemma. And I'll link to an article in the show notes that I wrote about this topic where you can also find this photo. I'm going to attempt to describe it for you here. This photo that Jenny sent in, that's the basis of these questions of whether or not it's legal to photograph people in public and then sell those photos. It's of a child in France. And this child is crouching down on the street. We're looking at the top of the child's head, but it's kind of off to one side. So you can see the top of the forehead, the nose and the cheek. You can't really make out the child's eye, again, because we are kind of looking down at the top of the child's head. And Jenny saw this fleeting moment for this photograph. She looked around for the parents, couldn't recognize any parents of this child, and so she just took the photograph. And now she's selling this photograph as a print online. And so her questions specifically about this print are, was it okay to take the photograph in the first place? Is it okay to sell the print? And does she need to send any kind of royalties, any kind of money for the sales that she makes off of this print to the family? So again, if you want to see that actual photograph, follow the link in the article for these show notes. In that article, you can also share your opinion on what you think the answer to these questions are. We're gonna answer those questions at the end of this podcast regarding this specific photo. But first I wanna address the meat of the issue and that's the legality of photographing people in public and then selling those photographs. I do need to provide the obligatory disclaimer that I am not a lawyer, I'm not a law expert, this is not legal advice, this is just my own commentary and it's also going to be based mainly on my knowledge of US law. Every country does have different laws and we'll touch on those in this episode, but this is primarily going to be based on US law. So this issue of photographing people in public, it's primarily of interest to street photographers and travel photographers. Like if you're in a busy market and you wanna photograph that market and then share it on social media, can you even do that? Do you need the permission of everyone in that photo to capture the photo in the first place, and then do you need their permission to share it? Or if you see an interesting person sitting on a park bench and their clothes just clash with everything around them and it creates this interesting juxtaposition, is it okay to sneak that photo? Do you need to get permission first and then capture the photo, which might ruin the moment? Or are you just going to become so paralyzed by the analysis of whether or not it's legal, that you just completely skip that opportunity and move on. So I think it makes sense to take a logical approach to this. And we'll do two steps. The first step 
being, you need to ask yourself, is it legal? And the second step being, if it's legal, is it ethical? So let's address that legal question first. And again, we're going to break this step into two other steps. Is it legal to capture that photo in the first place? And then what can you legally do with that photo after you capture it? So regarding capturing the photo, in most countries, certainly not all, but most, it is legal to photograph people in a public space. And this is based on the concept of what you give up when you go out in public. Courts usually recognize that you are giving up your right to privacy if you are out in a public space. If you're putting yourself out into a public space, someone might photograph you. That's just kind of something that we have to deal with when we go out in public. You're giving implied consent to be photographed just by being there. Now that, of course, you know, doesn't apply to places in public where there is an expectation of privacy, like a public restroom. There is certainly an expectation of privacy in that public restroom. But if you're out in a park, there's really no expectation of privacy. And that usually goes for children also, that implied consent. Now, does that mean that I go around sneaking photos of children just because it's legal? No, that's a really good way to draw unwanted attention to yourself by law enforcement, concerned citizens, and protective parents. Not something that I would do, but yeah, it's legal in most places. Along with that, most countries also recognize the right to personal expression, photography. And you're free to do so in public as long as you don't harass people. Or, you know, you're not getting in the way of first responders like medical or fire services. Now, that's just the generalization. There are exceptions to all of this. And you should always try to research the laws of the particular country or province or state where you're traveling to ensure that you are within the law. Because some countries do require consent if you're going to be creating a photo, if an individual is the main focus of that photo. If it's a candid portrait, you do need their consent to do that first. If they're incidental to the picture, like if they're standing in front of a museum and you're taking a picture of the museum, then that's one thing. But if you're going to be making them the focal point of the image, you do need their consent first in some countries. And in other countries, you have to stop photographing someone if they ask you to stop. In the U.S., you're not. So be sure that you are familiar with those laws just so that you can ensure that you are within what's legal and know what's not legal. It would take me hours to go through every country in this podcast, and no one wants to hear that. So I will link to another article in the show notes. It's a table of consent laws by country, and this is in Wikimedia Commons. So just take that knowing that it is crowdsourced information. Trust but verify. Look up the country that you're going to be photographing in. Find the answer, and then verify that answer with an official source if you can. So that's capturing the photo. And the two things that countries look at, either the freedom of expression or the right to privacy, and how those two clash in public. And that's fairly black and white, depending on where you're going to be photographing. It gets a little more vague with what you're going to do with those photos after you legally capture them. We said that most countries recognize that photography in public is protected as a form of personal expression. Individuals are also protected by defamation laws, 
So be sure that you're not using those photos in any way that could defame anyone. Otherwise, it immediately goes into that illegal column. But what is legal? What happens specifically when money's involved? Because I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up on what they can and cannot do with a photo is as soon as any kind of money is involved, people kind of freeze up. And in most countries, again, most, I've said it before, I'm gonna say it again, you'll need to look up the laws of the specific country. But in most countries, if a photograph is being used for commercial purposes, any identifiable person in that photograph must give written consent for that purpose. And that's what we call a model release. But what is a commercial purpose? Commercial usually means some kind of ad. It doesn't mean anything that you can profit off of. Selling a print is not using a photo for a commercial purpose, even though you're profiting off of it. In most jurisdictions, commercial means that you're using that photograph to sell a product. And in that case, because you're using that photograph to sell a product, anyone in that photograph needs to give their permission to use that because of the endorsement of that product. Courts usually always uphold that if an image of someone appears to endorse a product, like an ad, you need to have that person's permission in order to use their likeness to endorse that product. But what is identifiable? When is a person identifiable versus anonymous? Identifiable usually means that that individual could recognize themselves in that photograph or any other kind of visible information could identify that person. And those could be tattoos, which are unique to everyone, any other kind of unique features like birthmarks, name tags, license plates, things like that. If any of those appear in a photo associated with someone, you need to have that person's permission in order to use that photograph in an ad, but not for selling a print. Courts have also upheld that selling books or prints of people does not constitute commercial use and thus does not require that person's permission for that use. And there is a lot of legal precedence for that. One that comes to mind is Nusenzweig versus DeCorsia, and that went to the New York Supreme Court. The photographer captured a photograph of someone in Times Square in a public place. They were in an exhibit. They were in books. Those prints sold for tens of thousands of dollars. And the person in that print found out a few years later that the photographer was selling images of him for tens of thousands of dollars and sued based on the fact that the subject of this photograph was an Orthodox Jew and the photograph violated his religious rights. The New York Supreme Court, however, sided in favor of the photographer on the basis that the photograph was personal expression and not commercial use, and also that the statute of limitations had expired. But that's just one example of the courts protecting your right to expression through photography. What about stock agencies? You are legally allowed to sell your photos to stock agencies without a model release, because up to that point, those photos are not being used to sell a product. But those stock agencies might want to sell those photos to an ad agency to sell a product, and without a model release, those photos are worthless to the stock agencies. And so that's why most stock agencies will not accept photos of anyone who could remotely be considered identifiable 
without a model release. So if you want to go photograph people on the street and then put those photos in an online portfolio or your social media feed or sell prints, that's all considered art, expression, and that is protected in most countries. Just be sure that that image cannot be interpreted to endorse a product. If you post a portrait of someone just to share the portrait, that's one thing. But if you have text over that portrait that says 15% off portrait sessions next week, you're probably going to need that person's permission because that could be inferred that that person endorses your photography services. What about compensating people who appear in prints that you sell? Well, you own the copyright. They're your photos. You don't need to compensate anyone appearing in those photos, nor do you need their permission first. Again, that's dependent on the country, and I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but in most cases, you own the copyright, they're your photos, and as long as you're not defaming anyone, you can sell them for a profit. It's the same for any kind of editorial use, any kind of education, social commentary, or news. You can use photos of those people without their permission under fair use. Just keep in mind, though, like that lawsuit that we just talked about, that there's always the chance that someone might try to take you to court for using their likeness without permission, especially if you're making money on it. Now, is some random person walking the street likely to see themselves in an image that you're selling online? Probably not, but it did happen to Philip DeCorsia. He won, and the courts are likely going to side with you, but doing that just costs time and money that I'm sure you don't want to spend. And for that reason, a lot of editorial-style magazines aren't going to publish photos either of any identifiable people without a model release, even if it's not required by the law. In recent years, I've noticed that a lot of editorial magazines require all submissions that include people to be accompanied by model releases. And that's just because those publications want to make sure that if they're sued, there's paperwork covering the fair use of that photograph. I always try to obtain a written release whenever someone is the main focus of any of my photographs, just in case. Now, it's not required, but why not? It doesn't hurt anything. It is more difficult when people are incidental to the larger photograph, and the odds of that ever coming back to me are nil, so I don't worry about getting a release in those cases. But that's something that you might want to think about is just carrying around a boilerplate release that you can have people sign if they are the main focus of your photograph. So those are all of the legal considerations of whether or not you can capture a photo and then what you can legally do with that photo after it's been captured. But what about the ethical considerations? Just because something's legal doesn't always mean that it's the right thing to do. And I think that it's important that as photographers, we owe it to the future generations of photographers to not do anything that would take their enjoyment of photography away. And what I mean by that is you're just doing stupid things, even if they're legal, doing things that would jeopardize the legality of street photography in the future. So I think we have a responsibility to be respectful of the people appearing in our photos. And that's out of respect for the subject and the future of other photographers. 
Now let's look at the standard example of photographing a homeless person on the street. Now that might be legal, but is it ethical? So what are they doing? Are they doing something compromising or embarrassing? Like maybe they're taking a sponge bath in rainwater and you snuck a photo of them. That's going to cross some ethical boundaries. It's legal, but it's definitely not ethical. Or is it a homeless person that you took the time to talk to that person? You learned their story. You received permission from that person to capture their photo. That would be both legal and ethical. But then what are you going to do with that photo after you legally and ethically capture it? Are you going to put it on social media and make a meme mocking that person's situation? Well, we're probably back to unethical. Or are you going to respectfully share their story, who they are, show the world that they're so much more than just a homeless person? That is both legal and ethical. The ethics of something is very subjective, though. It could be one thing for one photographer and something completely different for another photographer. So if you want to know if something is ethical or not, I think the simplest way to do that is just to apply the golden rule. Put yourself in the position of the person that you're photographing and then ask yourself if you'd be okay with someone photographing you in that situation. Would you want someone taking a picture of you doing something completely embarrassing and then sharing it on their social media feed? Probably not. So don't do it when the roles are reversed. And if you ask someone to stop taking pictures of you, wouldn't you want them to stop? They might not be legally obliged to stop, but you'd want them to honor your request, right? So don't photograph people if they wave you off. Now, if you want to learn more about the ethics of street photography in particular, I did a written interview with Valerie Jardin on this topic, and that's another article that I'll link to in the show notes here, her thoughts on ethics in street photography. So let's go back to that photo that we described in the beginning of this podcast, that child on the street photographed in France. Is it legal? I think it is legal. It was on a public street. The photo doesn't have any way of identifying the child, nor could it be considered defamatory in any way. It's artistic expression. Jenny owns the copyright to that photo and can sell that photo as prints without permission from the parents or providing any cut of the profits. Now, it was captured in France, and France does have right to privacy laws, even in public. But still, where that law conflicts with a photographer's freedom of expression, the courts nearly always favor the free exchange of ideas, or art, over privacy in public. So I think that's an easy one. Yes, it is legal. Is it ethical, though? In my opinion, yes, it's also ethical. Now, the parents weren't around for Jenny to ask permission, but there isn't any context for a viewer to identify where the photograph was taken or who that child is. That picture doesn't compromise the safety of that child in any way. I think it's just an innocent photo of a curious child that could be of anyone anywhere in the world. However, I do think that if any more of the child's face were visible, particularly the eye, I might have to side the other way. But as it is, I think that child is anonymous enough 
where I would consider it ethical use. Now, what do you think on this topic? Again, head to the article in the show notes, the written article about this specific topic. You can see the image that we're referring to here. And I would love if you would leave your comments, your opinions on this subject at the end of the article. I hope this episode helped you understand when you can photograph in public and what you can do with those photographs. It is a huge source of confusion for photographers. Building up the nerve to photograph strangers in public is difficult enough already, trust me, I know, and navigating the legal and ethical complexities on top of that can deter photographers from photographing anyone in public, which I think is a shame. So to sum it up, know the laws of the country that you're photographing in regarding consent before capturing the photo and then publishing that photo in any way. Those two things can be vastly different based on the country that you're in. And then regarding the ethics of photographing people in public, just apply the golden rule, and I think that'll keep you safe. Thank you for listening to the Better Fuji Photos podcast. If you have any Fujifilm or photography-related questions that you'd like to have answered on an episode here, please use the link in the show notes to send those in. Help keep this podcast alive by rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast wherever you prefer to listen. Thanks again, stay creative, and we'll see you in the next episode.